Do you like horror? Sci-fi? Superheroes? Comics and adventure. SunsetCrypt.com has you covered. With reviews and articles. Two associated podcasts. Hot damn! Topics on a ton of bullshit and all geekery grounds with Crypt Keepers Curtis Sturrock, Steve Brown, and Jeff Smith. SunsetCrypt.com. Only the reader knows what awaits them. His name is Curtis Durrock There's not much that he won't mock But he'll talk to his friends about sex and rear ends Yeah, it's wrestling with myself Some know him as Scotty O'Shea And he's really into ass play Steve Brown tags along and Mello wrote the song It's wrestling with myself Wrestling with myself Sometimes he does it by himself Discussing wrestling in movies Drugs, hookers, and boobies It's wrestling with myself Whoa-ho Wrestling with myself Whoa-ho Wrestling with myself On a Friday night He's got his flashlight It's wrestling with myself Whoa-ho Wrestling with myself Whoa-ho Wrestling with myself Discussing wrestling in movies Drugs, hookers, and boobies Myself. Whoa, whoa, wrestling with myself. Whoa, whoa, wrestling with myself. Discussing wrestling in movies, drugs, hookers, and boobies. Wrestling with myself. Mellow, that's why. The hashtag all lives matter is essentially racist, though. I don't know why you can't figure this out. What are you talking about, asshole? <laughs> all right, Mello's back. It's a new episode of the podcast. We're social distancing, even though he came over two weeks ago, but we didn't record then. I, was, I didn't tell him. No, I'm over it. I'm over it. <laughs> We're allowed five people, I think. I think that's the rule. Parties yeah, of five. It's five, doesn't it? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Sorry, wheels. Wheels, yeah, yeah. You better watch your tone. He's Hollywood now. He's, he is Hollywood now. Oh, he's not going to stop, is he? No, no. He's had a good year. Did you watch it? And it was fun. Yeah, it was really it. fun. Did we talk about this the other day? Yeah, we talked about it when you thought I was dead. That's right, yeah. I called Mello because he wasn't returning my text messages. And I was like, ah, uh, this man's glued to his phone, and now I have to call him because I'm scared he's dead. And luckily, he picked up. It's like when I went on my trip the past this past weekend. You know how many people reached out and be like, are you okay? You're not like, uh, <laughs> let's, like talk, let's talk about your trip. Did I introduce you? It's oh. Emmanuel Mello. If you can't tell already. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, I took, a, I took a solo trip this, this past weekend uh, since I can't do anything. And I, I was tired of being at home alone without the kids on the weekend. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm just going to go drive. So I put, him, uh, I put a kid's mattress in the back of my car, put the seats down, brought a cooler with some bologna, <laughs> some bread, <laughs> some snacks, and off to off on the road I went. All I thought is, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to start at Algonquin. So I went to Algonquin, I got there, it was beautiful, 
beautiful place if you've never been. Uh, don't go in May because fucking horseflies are motherfuckers. <laughs> so they were eating me alive. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be fucking great. <laughs> so then I ended up going to uh, Ottawa. Mm -hmm. And um, I got there pretty late. So I, uh, I did the old uh, park in the Walmart. Yeah. And then we house partied, and we're like, where are you? What part of Algonquin are you? And then you just pan the camera over, <laughs> and we see the, the bright white lights of the Walmart. The Walmart Algonquin. <laughs> so I crashed the night there. It was actually a pretty good sleep. It wasn't bad because it wasn't crazy hot. Mm -hmm. But then the Saturday was insanely hot. Yeah. So I drove, I drove around uh, downtown Ottawa, went to the Parliament building, stepped outside, took a selfie. It was all about just going to landmarks. Taking a selfie and then leaving. Yeah, of course. <laughs> what, what, like, what else am I going to do here? Can't that's... go to bars, can't go to restaurants, can't do anything else. Yeah, that's true. So uh, I went up to Trudeau or uh, yeah, Trudeau's house. Uh, he wouldn't let me in. Yeah. It's all gated and shit. Did you actually uh, go there? Um, yeah, I went, I went to the house. Where like, is it? Hey, Google, take me to the... I'm like, hey, Google, take me to the prime minister's house. He's <laughs> like, 24th Sussex Drive. Oh, really? That's so wild. Yeah. I thought he it was... that. I, I, that's why Luke McDonough can send fucking body parts that's true. to the Prime Minister. That is true. I, I just thought, like, uh, I didn't think it was close to Ottawa. For some reason, I thought it, he was, like, way, way up north. Well, he has, like, Cottage, too, and shit. Wait, isn't it called Rideau Cottage or whatever? Isn't that what you're talking yeah, about? That is Cottage. I went to his house. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I see. His house is, like, right in Ottawa. He probably wasn't there. No, probably not. But it was all gated. You can't even see the fucking house. Yeah, he's not an elitist or anything. Not at all. No. No, no. Just normal guy. Um, so I did that. And then I'm like, man, I didn't spend enough time in Algonquin. So I'm like, I'm going to double back. Because I was going to go to Montreal. Mm -hmm. I was thinking, oh, I'll go to Montreal from Ottawa. But then uh, I heard that like uh, the police in um, Quebec, they're being very picky about like people crossing the border and shit for non-essential. So I'm like, I don't want to go, go through the hassle of that. Because clearly I'm not essential. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to go back to Algonquin. Got to Algonquin around one. I was like so tired. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to pull over. And I was crazy hot. My air conditioner decided to die. On your trip? Day. On my trip, yeah. <laughs> you have my favorite luck. Like, <laughs> Right? Oh, by the way, I left the home with my engine light on. <laughs> and, then did, and then did an 1,800-kilometer trip in two days. <laughs> Is it still on or did it burn out? It's it's still on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used it as a nightlight when I fell asleep. <laughs> so this is the funny part about like we were talking about how people were checking in on me. Like, yeah. you know, Chad checked on me. You did. A few other people were like, uh, you're not going to like, I'm like, no, no, fine. So I, uh, I pull over in uh, Algonquin. I, the, these like little parking lots that you go into the trail or by the docks or yep. whatever. So I pull into the parking lot, sunny as hell, hot. <laughs> I get in the back seat. I don't have AC anyway, so I'm like, I'm not leaving my car on. Can't leave the windows open because, like, the, the horse flies and the bugs are just, like, insane. So I'm lying there, and I'm sweating. And I'm like, all I kept thinking was, like, I'm going to die. I'm going <laughs> to fall asleep, and then I'm going to die. And then people are going to think that I killed myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I need to write a note. <laughs> I need to write a note saying, if I'm dead... Um, I didn't actually commit suicide. I'm just a moron who just decided to sleep in a hot car when it was 29 degrees out. Wait, 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 wait. Did you actually swear to God write a note? No, I didn't write the note. Oh my! Because I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't even fall asleep. I was like, 
I like I can't do this. So I like I, I ended up driving. And I said fuck Algonquin, and I uh, I drove to uh, Huntsville, and I said fuck it. I got a motel for like sixty bucks. Mm-hmm. Cranked the air conditioner, slept naked. It was good. Now, now did you? Uh, and then, sorry, you go, you go. No, a friend of mine was telling me that apparently in motels, I didn't know this. I don't know if it's true. If you ask the clerk for an extra pillow. That means you want a hooker to your room, <laughs> and that was gonna be my question. So she's like, "You should, you should go ask for a pillow." And I'm like, "Well, what happens to all like old ladies that actually want a extra pillow? Like, that's awkward, isn't it? <laughs> like, what if you want a hooker? Do you get an extra pillow? I don't understand. <laughs> what hooker spends the uh, night, anyways? No, I was, I was honestly, I was kind of tempted. I'm like, should I get a hooker? And I'm like, what does a Huntsville hooker look like? <laughs> That's why. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. That is. <laughs> gotta check out the. Gotta check out the local delicacies. Yeah. So I got, uh, I got some pizza crashed. Had the AC down to like 16. It was beautiful. <laughs> and uh, and then I'm like. I gotta go to Sudbury. <laughs> Take a picture with a nickel and then go home. This is Sunday. Like, I need to be back. Well, like... It's another tour away. When we FaceTimed you on Friday night, we were like, so what are you doing? And you were like, oh, I'll head up to Ottawa tomorrow and then I'll head home. And then, like, Sunday night at, like, 4 p.m., you are like, I'm in Sudbury. We are like, that's a lot further than Ottawa now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna go drive to Sudbury and then drive home. And then on my drive to supper, my windshield wipers decided to stop working. And, of course, it rained all Sunday. But the problem with the windshield wipers, this is my car. The engine is beautiful. The engine will go forever. Yeah, obviously. It's like radiator, tires, all this other shit. So, um, so uh, off to supper, I went. And the windshield wipers wouldn't fucking stop. So I couldn't turn them off. So it got a little bit sunny, and... And I pull over and I Google them. Like, what do you do when your windshield wipers, even if I turned off the car, the windshield wipers. <laughs> like, Fuck, now I'm going to park and then I'm going to fucking run out of battery. And your windshield wipers so are just going a mile a minute. They tell me where the fuse is. I look, I pop the hood, they take the fuse out. Cool, my wipers stop. I start driving. Three minutes after that. <laughs> Downpour, torrential downpour starts coming down. I can't speak because my wipers aren't working because I took the fuse out. So I'm like driving like like an old lady, ten and two, with my forehead up in the windshield because I can't see shit. Finally, I pull over under a bridge so I don't get soaked. And put the fuse back, um, and then uh, yeah, this was back from supper. I just went to supper. I took a picture with the nickel. <laughs> Came right home. I came right home. And, uh, you know, speaking of what I think you want to talk about today, uh, I had to do the dad joke at uh, at the nickel. I took a selfie at the back of the nickel, and it said, I posted on Facebook, this is me and Nickelback. <laughs> Terrible. Fucking horrible. You should have killed yourself at the nickel for making that joke. <laughs> Come on. You love dad jokes. Isn't that what we're going to talk about? Oh, yeah. We're going to get into it. And uh, yeah, so then uh, from there I went home. It's good times. It's just so funny. I actually enjoyed it. Because at any point, if you were to get in an accident in any way and die, we would have all just thought, yeah, he did what he wanted to do. Well, 
<laughs> like, I, I had no idea he wanted to kill himself at the giant nickel, but he did. <laughs> it's like, I always want to go there before I die. Buckle is done. Time to go. <laughs> no, but I legit, when I was in the car trying to sleep on the Saturday afternoon when it was sweltering hot, I was literally, they're going to find me and they're going to think I killed myself. <laughs> And no one's going to question it. That's the funniest thing. Yeah. Word's going to get out and everyone's going to be like, damn it, I knew it. And I'm like, I don't want people to know that I killed myself. I'd rather them know I'm an idiot. <laughs> so all in all, how many hours did you did you spend driving? Well, the whole uh, trip was about 60 hours. Jeez. I didn't drive the whole time, but, but yeah, it was good. I'd say probably a good 20 hours of driving altogether. That's wild. You enjoy driving, right? I love driving. Yeah. I really do. I mean, I was, I'll was. i be honest, I was exhausted on the Saturday when I got to the motel. That was part of the reason why I'm like, fuck it, I need to sleep in a motel. Sure. Because uh, it's exhausting. And then when I got home, too, I was like, oh, my bed feels so nice. Now, like, but uh, you, you took this trip as just like, uh, you needed a break. Mental health, whatever you want to call it. You just needed to get out. Yeah, it's just when I, I, I when I'm home on the weekend without kids, and I'm literally doing nothing. I'm not doing comedy shows. I'm not, you know, going to visit you or whatever, hanging out with you guys, or going on a date or whatever. It's miserable. I hate it being all by myself in, in this in this apartment. So it's like, well, fuck it. If I'm gonna be by myself, I'm gonna go drive and take pictures of stupid shit. And now, yeah, what were you? Oh, 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 what, what did you say? I said I enjoyed it, though. Oh, I thought you said I jerked off and then I cut you off. I was like, I, this is going to be a storm. I'm trying to think. I don't think I jerked a whole trip. Not even in the hotel? No, I think I was too tired. Wow. No, wait, I did jerk off in the hotel. That's a lie. I was going to say, th this must have been a spiritual I, journey. It was comfy, nice and cool. Yeah. We thought for sure it was going to be an into the wild type situation where you just went on this vagabond gypsy road trip and then in 10 days we I'm find you lazy, dude. We find you dead in the there van. There's so many trails gone in Algonquin. There's tons of trails. You think I walked anywhere in the trails? No, I, put, I pulled into the parking lot. I'm like, well, this is a shitty view. I ain't walking down that trail for a better one. Next. I love the picture you posted too. And it was you like at the water on the Friday night or whatever. And you got like a ham and cheese sandwich. And everyone's like, it's his last meal. He's documenting. I know. I posted up like dinner by the lake. It'd be nice if it wasn't for all the flies. And then my buddy Dave McGinnis, fucking asshole comedian, friend of mine that I love. He's like, that is the saddest. You have two pieces of bread and a bologna and a tank coke. I just can't get over how funny it is that you just went on this thing for no other reason but to have fun and just to get out of your house, and everyone thought you were going to kill yourself. Right. <laughs> I can't even say it and not laugh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I appreciated the concern. I've had my ups and downs with depression. I appreciated the concern. Oh. Luckily, so far my kids, uh, my kids keep me alive, so that's good. Oh, it's just, it's so funny, just like and like you said. I can't, my, I can't have my kids be like, yeah, my dad died sleeping in his van <laughs> on a hot summer night. Oh, did he mean to? Absolutely not. He's a bad camper. No, just an idiot. <laughs> now, like, were you listening to anything, or did you? Because sometimes. 
when I want to wind down, usually after work, I'll drive with no radio. Nah, I like the radio on. I crank the tunes. You listen to every Kiss album? No, I just have my, my thing on shuffle. Mm-hmm. I actually skipped through a lot of Kiss because I downloaded every single Kiss album. Yeah. And I kind of forgot that that includes all the shitty Kiss songs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that aren't big hits. So half the time, it'd be like, Mainland. I'm like, what the fuck is this song, piece of shit? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was side B of the fucking album in 1975. I wish you would have videotape more of the trip though yeah someone else said that too someone else was like you should have video diaried and i'm like yeah i didn't take any video really because you're one of the most unintentionally funny people i've ever met thanks (laughs) that works well as a comedian and trying to be funny thanks i appreciate that it's like saying you're a really good unintentional wrestler (laughs) i'm sticking to what i said because you could do a, a video blog or a vlog of you just doing fucking the dumbest tasks, you'll think it's the dumbest, most boring shit ever, and then there's going to be idiots like me well, watching it, laughing their asses off. That's why I don't videotape it. I'm like, who wants to see me fucking sitting there eating a bowl sandwich by the lake? Like, <laughs> That's exactly why. Okay. <laughs> hey. Yeah, sure, I should have probably taken a video. Uh, whatever, just go on another one. We're, still in the, we're stuck in this quarantine until... August. Uh, uh, like on the la- uh, last no. podcast, uh, Steve and Alex were on. I was supposed on. to go see Harem's Harem tonight. Who? Canadian. It's a Canadian shitty metal band. Well, not shitty. I love them, but no one knows who they are. Harem's Harem doesn't even know who they are. Where were they playing? The local fucking watering hole? No, the, the Maxwell's right by my house. Oh. It's like a block from my house, too. And I'm supposed to go see Foreigner, Kansas, and Europe. I call it ge- geography tour <laughs> in, uh, at the Molson Amphitheater or whatever the fuck they call it now. August 10th, but I don't know if that's going to happen now. I thought I heard everything this summer is canceled at the Amphitheater. I might be wrong. It might be all country concerts, actually. Well, it's probably all con- concerts. At this point, probably. But yeah, it was... It's just country concerts. <laughs> well, that's the only thing I listened to, so uh, that's all I heard got canceled, and there's a ton of them. <laughs> Country concert, we're, we're canceling those, but you want to go see Metallica, yeah, that's fine, go kill yourself. John Mayer's still on the billboard. Yeah. No, but uh, Steve and Alex were on the podcast last week, and we were just, like, talking. We are like, so when when do we all think the next wrestling event will happen? And I think I said, like, end of August, Steve said beginning of September, and then Alex went, like, oh, not until the new year. And I was like, no way, not a chance, and... Since, I wouldn't doubt it, man. Yeah. I don't know about the new year, but it's going to be, I think it's going to be like November. Yeah. Yeah. The more I think you about know? it, the more I think he's right. Like, it's going to be a while. it's a less priority than anything else, yeah. right? Yeah. So, concerts and, I mean, all of those places are, you know, well, not indie wrestling and comedy. Those things should be allowed because we never draw more than five people anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, NSW is actually, still okay. I should say that about wrestling. Wrestling's actually doing pretty good lately. Yeah, we'll see after this, though. I think people will be jonesing. I think more. I think even more people will, will go out. I think people. I think a lot of people are like myself. Even I'm like, fuck. I should go to more concerts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like now that I can't, I'm like, I really should be going to more concerts. You yeah. know. I was thinking about that. There's a bunch of things that so, even without this quarantine, I probably wouldn't have done by now, anyways. But the fact that I can't do it now, I'm just like, why are you taking this away from me? 
Right. But it's even like, yeah, like, you know, just hanging with friends or whatever. Like, you would start to appreciate those things that we can't really do anymore. Yeah. You know? We're not supposed to anyway, but. Yeah, it's. It's funny. You know how many people said they wanted to go on this trip with me? Because everyone's fucking stuck at home and going absolutely insane. <laughs> they were like, oh, I'm jealous. I and, wish I could come with you. And, like, you're the and, only guy. Most of them were women, and I. Wouldn't be bad to have a fuck buddy <laughs> on the road, but <laughs> you're like the only the guy. The you're the only guy that just gets up and does it too. Yeah, I've, uh, I mean, I was talking to my other buddy Mike. Um, we've known each other like literally since we were grade two, mm-hmm. and so he's like my childhood friend from forever. He's like my brother. And I remember one day we were like nineteen, twenty. I was living on my own, and. Uh, must have been a little older. I must have been about 25 because my brother was about 15. And my brother's over. My friend Mike uh, was re- my roommate at the time. He comes home from uh, work. And I'm like, let's go camping. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> Where? I'm like, I don't know. Let's just go. <laughs> so I had a 1987 Chevette. Nice. Sorry, not a Chevette. That was the cooler one. I had the Acadian. <laughs> and here's three, three grown men. Um crammed into a Chevette. We found uh we found a campground somewhere. I don't know, we just drove north and found a <laughs> campground. Didn't have a tent or anything. <laughs> it's like the one thing. One thing yeah, you need to prepare for. My buddy's like, oh we need a tent. I'm like, yeah, we can all sleep in the car, it's fine. <laughs> so three of us sleeping in a fucking Acadian. Google Acadian kids. I'm- You've seen my size. It's fucking a tiny car. It's really tiny. But shit like that's fun. I don't know. I kind of liked being alone, though, I'll be honest. Yeah. Because it's kind of like, I want to stop here for two seconds. Yeah. Or I want to stop here for two hours. Yeah. Oh, the fucking hotel, the abandoned hotel that I found. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. Uh, I got to lock the room in case uh, my friends decide to join a podcast. Ah, fuck it. They could join. Fuck it. Let them in. <laughs> yeah, let them in. Um... Yeah, so I'm driving along Highway 69, <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I look over, I pass by it, and it's like a hotel, you, motel, you've seen the pictures, like everything was run down, I'm like, yeah, sweet, this is the mother load, I love abandoned places. Oh. <clears throat> so I, uh, I pull in, and it's spitting, I, and I take my camera, I go take tons of pictures, and all of a sudden, I have to take a fucking shit. This is, okay, Just, perfect, because I was going to ask you this. Where'd you go, yeah. Kaka? So most of the time, I was able to find like a public bathroom, uh, you know, a gas station bathroom. Algonquin has a couple like public bathrooms set up that were still open, um, like at the visitor centers and things like that that you can use. Uh, peeing, I just peed outside when I needed to. That was fine, but I didn't have to poop outside the whole trip. This is Sunday, on my way to Sudbury, and all of a sudden, I'm just taking pictures. Everything's fine. And I'm trying to do, like, these cool, like, reflections of the broken glass, selfies and weird shit, right? And doing all this stuff. And there was, a, you know, there was a, a graffiti on the wall. And I'm trying to take a cool selfie because it was something like fall in love with being alive or something like that. Oh, yeah. Some I'm white like, girl you know, bullshit. Some people realize I'm not killing myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> although that would be an ironic place to kill myself. <laughs> uh, and then all of a sudden it hits. I have to shit. And I have to shit now. Now, have you shit up until this point? I can't remember if I shit that day. It was the afternoon. I think I did in the morning. Usually I do in the morning. 
but yeah, all of a sudden I'm like, oh my god, I have to shit, and it's it's coming, like it's not stopping, like, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it to the car because I know I packed a roll of toilet paper just in case. Smart man. So I'm like, I don't know if I can make it to the car, but I'm like, I gotta make it to the car. So I run to the car, I throw my cameras on the front seat, I grab the toilet paper, I'm running, this thing's turtling out, man, like it's coming. <laughs> and I go behind the motel, which is, by the way, right next to an OPP station, by the way. <laughs> Hello, officer. Uh, squat down, and I take the dirtiest, nastiest, diarrhea shit I've ever taken. Oh my God, the back of your shoes must be disgusting. Oh, no, I, I, I did pretty good. I squatted pretty good. And I just shit all over the back of that motel. <laughs> Were you, like, up against a wall or something? No, just in the middle of the, behind the motel. Oh, straight Indian just style, the, just in the middle the of... <laughs> yeah. That OPP officer's going to walk over and be like, that's a huge bear that walked by. <laughs> Yeah, I bet you wish I video uh, video diary that. That's the kind of shit we need. <laughs> oh my, yeah, that's so funny that you just brought up shitting because I was gonna segue into that because I wanted to know. Travel poops is a real <laughs> thing. You're, you're fascinated with ass. You're a very strange man. <laughs> okay, well, another I'm thing. Still not 100 that you're not a little bit gay. I, mean, I might be. Maybe. Oh, I think you're bi. I hope I'm I hope I'm straight gay because I make a lot of gay jokes and jokes uh, towards homosexuals. And uh, one day, if I could lose a job, because they'd be like, hey, you make a lot of gay jokes and call people gay. And I'll be like, ah, gonna, I'm gay. You're like, gay, look, I'm sucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. It, it'll cover my ass because I've said some disparaging things. Finally signs you, and then looks at all your tweets and go, "What the fuck is this?" Not that the Fed's gonna sign me. Because you don't have to do a deep dive into my tweets to find something bad. My header probably says like, <laughs> "You gotta look at yesterday." Yeah, BRB, <laughs> buying my fourth flashlight. Yeah, but yeah. Let's say that they did, and they were like, "You are anti-gay." Do you have to send WWE, like, a picture of you blowing a dude or something? Just no. Just be like, no, no, I'm gay. I, I don't know if i got to send them another one or if they'd want an updated one at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no, the story I want you to tell, because I wanted you to tell it forever ago, but you couldn't because of your current employer. But since you're currently not working, you don't have to save your ass. Right. Can you do me the favor of telling me... When you had your little fucking American gangster style business going on. Oh my God. Oh my God. Get I into it. Because this is an Only epic story. This is, this is a lesson for the kids listening <laughs> to, to, to not go this path. As you'll get caught every time. But uh, when I was like 16, 16, 17, I started working at uh, Toys R Us. It was the grand opening of the Scarborough Tour. Oh no, I lost him. He's coming back. Just wait. Just wait. Mellow reconnecting. He's got bad signal. Christ. By the way, as we've been talking, he's lit up like 14 cigarettes. Oh, he's gone. Oh, he's back. Yeah, he's Hello? You left. Oh, it said you left. Yes. 
No, you left, bitch. No, well, my bad. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so I worked at Toys R Us. And uh, it started with one game. I stole one game. It was an Atari 2600 game, because this was back in the late 80s. And I was like, oh, that was kind of easy. I just put it in my pants and walked out. Because they would check our bags, yeah. but not during store hours. So if you worked for the closing shift, they would check your bags. But if you worked till 6, they would they didn't check your bags in front of customers and stuff. So you could go right out the door, no problem. Okay. And there's no sensors or anything at this time? Uh, no. No, not really. And we had to do sensors anyway if we needed. But no, there was actually no sensors. So, uh, so we got away with that. And then I found another buddy there that uh, was like also into it, and uh, so we started taking NES games. <laughs> and this NES games at this time are like gold. Yeah, I mean this is 1989, and NES games were 60 bucks. Yeah, that, that's at big. that time. Like, like they're not they're what 80 bucks now. But yeah, that's... adjusted for inflation, 60 bucks of that is probably over 120. He's over 100 bucks. Yeah, probably 110, 120 bucks. I would say. So, um, so yeah, I remember like Super Mario 3 had just come out. Um, then we're like, well, what are we going to do with all these? So we, uh, we, we would go downtown all the time, downtown Toronto, uh, like Young and Dundas area before Dundas Square. And they used to have like a flea market down there, a shitty little flea market. And there was a guy selling video games. So I asked him, I'm like, hey, how much would you, you know, pay for a brand new Mario 3? And he's like, oh, I'll give you like 35 bucks. Like that game sells like crazy because he turns around and sells them for 60, right? Yeah. So, uh, so we start literally taking like so much shit. It was insane. <laughs> it just got, it got crazy out of hand. Now, like, ta- so take we- me through though, the actual thieving process. Like, how would you get right. it in your pocket and out the store? So, so the first few times it was only one game at a time. It wasn't very efficient. I would just put one down my pants, walk out. There we go. So, but it wasn't very efficient, so we had to come up with a new idea. So I'd show up to work with my Adidas bag that would be empty. <laughs> and throughout the day, I would take the games, and like the perimeter of the store was the warehouse. Okay. Okay, so like on three sides. You had the front entrance, but then on the three sides, it was all the warehouse, and then there was shipping in the far corner. I worked in shipping at the time. So I was always in and out of the warehouse. So games would come, I'd put them in the cage where it's supposed to go, but I'd grab a couple for myself first. <laughs> and then I'd go around and I'd uh, I'd, uh, I'd put it behind another box of some other toys. Yep. So I'd pull out the box, put them behind there. So I would stack like a good 10 to 15, sometimes 30 games in one night. Oh my it's God. Nice. And then before I, before I would leave, so I'd go back to the break room, grab my bag, and I would walk through the warehouse in the guise of, I'm going to say bye to the guys. Oh yeah, shipping. Classic. And I would walk by the, and I would walk by the car, the carton, and I would pull it out, fill my my bag with games. <laughs> this of course was six o'clock, so I knew that I, they weren't going to check me. And I'd be like, "Have a good night, guys. All right, I'll see you tomorrow." And out <laughs> the door I went. It got to a point where where we had garbage bag full <laughs> of games. <laughs> We, we weren't even sell, we weren't even they came in boxes of six cardboard boxes of six we would just take the entire cardboard box of six <laughs> Mario threes and they would go in the bag and we we went down and there was a Wendy's across the street from the flea market downtown 
And I remember looking back, I'm like, fucking 17 year old kid sitting there in broad daylight with this Chinese guy that owned the, the flea market across the street. <laughs> <laughs> so I told him, I'm going to be like, well, I got a bunch of games. And he would ask us, like, where do you get them? He's like, oh, my buddy works at Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, like, you know that, yeah, you know that Japanese company? My 17 year old buddy. <laughs> yeah. He's just inter. He's got an internship for me. I'm getting twenty dollars less than when Nintendo charges me for these games. <laughs> but we're in the Wendy's, and literally, there's a big giant garbage bag, and we're just pulling them out of the games. And he's like 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, spend money on a car or bring something I can't buy any big ticket items that I could bring home because they'd be like where the fuck you get that we work part time at Toys R Us so literally we had all this money and nothing to do with it so it was like going to shows we stuck in the strip joints <laughs> we took cabs to Canada's Wonderland cabs $50 per cab take cabs everywhere we go movies all sorts of shit that we couldn't we were just we just had money to blow yeah I remember once walking out of uh Toys R Us, and we still got paychecks. This was before di- direct deposit. Mm-hmm. And I got my paycheck, and I opened it up, and it was like 60 bucks, and I literally threw it in the garbage <laughs> for a second. That's such so a... I just made $980. That's such a gangster move. Lighting your cigarette well, with I your fucking Toys R Us check. Like, still 60 bucks. What am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> You'd kill for that 60 bucks now. And then it got to it, like it got to the point where the guy's like, "Can you get uh, can you get uh, systems Sega Genesis very popular?" <laughs> oh my god! So they're like, "Challenge accepted." How we're we gonna do this? And this is where we fucked up because we changed our game plan that had been working for about seven months. And you got greedy, like every criminal, they get greedy. Yeah, we got greedy. So me and my buddy that we would do this all the time. Wait, wait. So uh, I, before you jump ahead, did your buddy steal the games essentially the exact same way as you did? Yeah, yeah, same way. We okay. kind of split it, or you have his stash and my stash. We usually put together the stash and then just split the money. Yeah. Um, t- together because we were literally like, I remember getting twelve hundred dollars cash. This was like almost every week. Oh my but god, that's good insane. money today. We a yeah, like, like I'm, I'm glad they didn't realize how long. But I got, I did finally get caught. I'm glad they didn't realize how long we've been doing it. Because I remember working it out, it was probably about twenty thousand dollars worth of games at one point. Oh yeah, that's a real criminal offense. Anything after five is, I think. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so you want systems now? So we're like, how the fuck are we gonna get systems? They can't just put systems in your pants and fucking put them in the back. So how they sold games at Toys R Us at the time is they had the tickets. They had the aisle with all the games and the picture of the games, and then you have grab a ticket and you go to the little cage. You pay for it there, and they give you the game. Yep. Well, me and my buddy made sure that we worked in the cage. <laughs> but we got a third guy to come, this other 16-year-old kid, buddy of uh, buddy of the other guy that I was doing this with. Another criminal. Another criminal. And um, <laughs> so we're like, you go, you buy one game, you come see us, and we're going to load the fuck out of, your, out of your bags. It's the mule. He buys one game, pays 60 bucks for it, we grabbed two of those big Toys R Us bags, <laughs> and we had NES systems, four Sega Genesis systems. <laughs> My God. Games. Like, it's just tons of games in these two bags. Off he walks out, no problem. Staff didn't, managers didn't catch that at all. 
<coughs> until inventory. He walks, he walks out. There happens to be a, a plainclothes cop who was just shopping in the area. And he kind of looks at him and he goes, why does a 16-year-old have two big giant bags full of multiple game systems? God. That seems odd. <laughs> so he followed up. Now, this is pre-cell phone. So he got, my buddy, uh, the guy that took all the games and stuff, he calls us from a payphone. And we pick it up at the store, and we're like, all right, we're going to go on break, and we can figure out what we're, how we're going to split this. And hey, So off, me and my buddy go on a 15-minute break. We walk across the street to this little plaza where we're going to meet, and we're going to meet behind the plaza. So uh, we walk. The, 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 my buddy goes behind the plaza. I'm like, I'm a little hungry. I'm going to go grab a couple slices of pizza first. Naturally. So Nothing's changed. Right, because I'm a big fat guy. <laughs> so I go to the place, I grab two slices, I walk back, I'm eating my slices, and uh, I walk to the back and I see uh, an unmarked car with the lights on, my buddy up against the wall, both of them. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck. And then the stupid cop goes, are you with these guys? And I should have said no and ran, but I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> He didn't know me, right? Like he, he, he was following the other kid that had the bags. Really, at that point, I don't know. Who am I? I didn't know anything was going on. Yep. I could have denied it. But I'm an idiot because I'm like, I literally just turned 18, by the way. Oh. November 1988. <laughs> just turned. Goddamn. I turned, I turned 18 November 8th. <laughs> of course, because that's my luck. So I, I get back there, and the cop's being an asshole, and he's like, oh, I brought pizza. Did you bring it for us, too? And he's taking the pizza. All lives matter, by the way. Um, <laughs> so he takes the pizza, and then uh, I'm like, I'm all nervous. I'm like, you might have had a cigarette, because, of course, I was smoking then, mm -hmm. um, as opposed to right now that I'm still smoking. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm like, you mind if I have a cigarette? And he's like, yeah. In fact, I'll have one, too, one of yours. So I'm like, okay, here. <laughs> he's just a dick, right? And I'm shitting bricks. And then it goes off in my head. I go, I'm 18. Because the reason I'm shitting bricks is your parents. Is I know my parents are going to kill me. Yep. They're going to kill me. So it gets in my head. I go, oh, I'm 18. I'll get charged. I'll have to go to court. Parents don't need to know. Nope. I'll do my community service or whatever. Or hopefully, you know, I don't do jail time. You know, like, I've never really gotten into trouble before. So I turn, my attitude changes, and I get all, like, cocky. I'm like, whatever, man. Do what you got to do. <laughs> and I'm in the back of the car. And I'm like, oh, this is fun. Where are we going, boys? And I'm just being a douchebag. Were you the only one who was 18, too? Yeah. The, yeah. the other two were younger. The one was 17, and the other kid was 16. Hilarious. Um, so, and at the time, it was theft over 2,000. Wow. Which was qualified for. Um, so they charged me with possession of stolen property over 2000 because they didn't see me actually steal it. Yeah. Uh, so they charged me with possession of stolen uh, property over 2000. But again, I'm like, I'm in the clear. Dad's not going to find out. I ain't getting a beating. This is good. Right. <laughs> and a cop could figure out that obviously I was more afraid of my parents than I was the cops. For sure. So he gets me back to the station. He splits me and, me and my buddies up to separate rooms and I'm sitting in this room. It's like you see in the movies. Like it it didn't have the dangling light, but it might as well have. It was like the same kind of interrogation room. 
And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't want to smoke because you can smoke anywhere then, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't want to smoke because you're not really technically supposed to smoke in like, you can smoke in buildings, but I would assume a police station you're not supposed to smoke in. Yeah. I couldn't take it anymore. I had a uh, can of Coke, so I'm like, just had this quick cigarette <laughs> in there and I'm like, I'm freaking out. Pop comes in and he starts like just ripping me a new one and tearing me. He's like, so, you're a big thief, eh? And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what, man? I, just, I didn't take anything. He's like, yeah, you have all that shit, right? He's like, yeah, you think you're cool? And he sees my cross. I had a big fucking Tom Jones uh, crucifix cross that my parents got me. <laughs> oh, you're a Catholic. You think you're a good Catholic? Oh. You think you're a good Catholic? That's hit me with a Catholic shit. He's like, yeah. He's like, did you steal that too? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I didn't steal it. Got that from my godmother, okay, from my first communion. <laughs> Like, come on, you can tell me what else you stole. Your buddy already told me. And I'm going, that fucking asshole. I can't believe you got that on me, right? If only you saw this many Netflix documentaries now. Yeah. Younger so, Mello no, would have no, caught no, right on. I have anything else. That's all I, I have. He's like, that's bullshit. You know that's bullshit. He leaves, comes back. He's like, it's bullshit. Why are you a piece of shit? You're a piece of shit. He's fucking just tearing me down. I'm bawling at this point. I'm just, he's breaking me. Like, totally. You think I murdered somebody the way he was interrogating me. Like, when I look back, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. But the cop was smart. So he's like, just pounding on me, pounding my head. Come on, what else did you take? And I'm like, okay, I have a couple of bike VHSs at home, and I think you have a couple games. He's like, well, we're going to have to go home and uh, collect the stuff. That's all he wanted was an excuse to take me home because he knew that I was more afraid of my parents than I was the cops. I love this guy. I need to tell his parents what he did because this kid will learn that way. And he was right. So I'm like, now I'm fucked. Now the attitude is gone. I'm like, I am fucked now. My parents are going to destroy me. He drives me home. He pulls up to to my driveway and I get out of the car and I'm like, do you mind if I just kind of go ahead? Like, they're not expecting this. Like, I don't want to like freak them out. Like, shock them. I got to like, you know, at least warn them. Smart by you, too. And they're behind me. Huh? Smart smart move by you. Like, let me just well, get... Yeah, like, like, that little heads up. My mom is like, oh, my God, he's dead. What happened? He's on the drugs. You know, <laughs> he's got shots. You know, like, it's going to be the worst thing ever, right? So I open, this, I open the side door. Cops are behind me. I'm like, hey, uh, Ma, Dad. And I'm, like, late coming home from work, so they're already kind of pissed off at me already. Sure. I've been at the cop station and shit, right? No cell phones, guys. So I uh, I pop in. I'm like, yeah, mom, dad, I uh, kind of got into some trouble today. And my mom and dad pop out. My dad looks at me, sees the cop behind me, and starts lunging to beat the shit out of me. <laughs> and the, the cop goes, no, no, Mr. Mello, wait till we leave. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You're not leaving. I'm leaving with you guys. <laughs> Wait till we leave. Oh, my God. Turning a blind eye to the law. I didn't steal for at least a month after that. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, I was balling. I was, I was balling. I was a baller. So, like, all this money. What happened to your job at Toys R Us? Did you get fired? Oh, they fired me when they found out. It's funny, my parents made me, so up at that time, all my, like, birthday and communion money, they had put it into a bank account for me. Yep. And I think I'd accumulated about 2500 bucks in there from all those birthdays and stuff. Yep. 
So I'm like, well, you're going to use that money so you for, for your lawyer. So it was it cost me $2,000 for this lawyer. This lawyer made me look like a saint. Oh, really? <laughs> like, I, the lawyer's statement, the court papers, if you actually read it, it, it looks like a resume. Like, if it wasn't <laughs> for the part that it said you stole shit, the rest of it would have looked great. They interviewed family members. They interviewed my boss. And they're like, we're shocked. He was one of the best workers we had. Wow. <laughs> Even still, he's like, he was like, I mean, I worked for these guys. I remember we had, because um, they're, they're, they're also based in Japan, Toys R Us. <laughs> and they were having head office come over. Because we were one of the first, it was like right when Toys R Us first started opening in Canada. So uh, I remember the whole time that they were like, yeah, we have, uh, we'll find out that tomorrow uh, head office is coming or, you know, or Monday or whatever. And this is Saturday. I worked 45 hours straight. Holy shit. I mean, I think I took a three hour nap in the break room. In your van? I worked 45 fucking hours. Wow. Yeah. So I, I worked hard in that place. I did. I love that job. Other than the stealing shit. <laughs> <laughs> Other than robbing them blind every day for seven months. But yeah, if they knew exactly how much, oh my god. Now, did they not take inventory or anything? They do, but it's they... such a big store, and it's like... I guess, yeah, I guess. Later, like, I remember going back later, because I was banned for like 70 years. I don't know why 70, but I was banned for 70 years. So uh, I still got about uh, 40 years left. Oh my god. That's so funny. A lifetime ban from Toys R Us. Yeah. What happened? Yeah, I mean, do you know what happened to the other guys? They got fired too, I'm guessing? Yeah, they got fired too. and um, But they got barely anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got barely anything too. I mean, I paid for a lawyer. I got 30, day, 30, 30 hours community service. Okay. I, so I had to work at an old, old age home, uh, which was the saddest thing I've ever done in my life. Oh, I just like, made me like... I, going on old age on these mm -hmm. oh my god it was like horrible these poor old people um, and that was before somehow, corona killed them yeah um and somehow i only did like 10 hours and the parole officer never called me back again so i was like all right <laughs> but uh yeah it was uh it's quite the lesson you're right though that cop he's probably like i got three young kids going down a bad track like that he was doing a he yeah. was being a good guy yeah, you know, 100%. I wish I knew his name and I could, like, go say thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I remember him telling my dad, he'd be like, don't, he, he's like, don't be too hard on him. You know what? I see kids his age with rap sheets, like, three pages long. Yeah. You know? Um, he's not, you know, he's not a bad kid, this and that. But, no, he was, I'd love, I wish, I should try to find those court papers and, like. That would be interesting. Just to, yeah, just I to reach out. To see the cop and say, thank hey, man, if he's still alive. Yeah. Be cool if he's still working, really. Well, I mean, he was kind of young, but I think he was in his 30s. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, he'd probably still be 60 or 70 if he's around, so he's yeah. probably not working. But, but yeah, no, he knew exactly that that my parents were going to dish out more punishment than any yeah. court or uh, police could do. That's hilarious. It's so funny, too, because, like, like any kid, you're scared. Your parents are the ultimate like yeah stern ones i mean back then now kids aren't even fucking yeah. scared of parents anymore that's true that but. blows my mind i was terrified of my parents but getting in trouble by somebody else's parents too that was like i couldn't yeah. imagine talking back ever you know what bad i felt when when julian's mom oh my, yeah <laughs> great example 
I still love that story. This woman is two years older than me. <laughs> and me and, me and Julian are shooting like some Mellow and Page videos on, on his front porch. And we're just being loud and annoying. And out she comes. You guys are being annoyed. Stop with this already. What are you going to do all this time? And I'm just sitting there like a child being scolded. I'm like, yes, lady that's two years older than me. Uh, we were in the same high school together. Yes. Pretty much, yeah. I love that. Speaking of high school, though, this is another thing. Like, the fun thing about you being 42 years older than me is I know, like, well, we, we met probably, like, Probably 15 years ago, right around then. We've been good friends. Around 2005, yeah. maybe 2006. We've been good friends since when about... When did you start wrestling? Oh, three, but... Yeah, so I'd say, yeah, it's maybe 2004, 2005. That's what I think. We didn't really start hanging out until probably about 2006. Yeah. and but So I don't really know anything about you. I know bits and pieces, <laughs> but like I don't know anything before that, really. And you posted that video. I, I don't know if you did it publicly or privately, but you posted a video of 20 years ago, you were on TLC's uh, What oh, Not yeah, To yeah, Wear, right? And like no, watching uh, that, story. what was it? It's a makeover story. Makeover story. Makeover story. But like, yeah, you've literally lived, you're 20 years older than me, so you've lived the life before me. Right. But what I'm curious about, like, Take me back, since we're kind of in the season now. We're a little early, but tomorrow's June, or the next day's June. It's prom season. Take me back to your prom, everything that went around it, everything that happened. Oh, uh, it was shitty. First of all, I didn't talk to women at all. <laughs> so I never dated anyone in high school, ever. You were a metalhead um, at this time, right? I was a metalhead yeah. in, in a school full of genos. Oh, yeah. So, Night of the Roxbury, picture those guys. Those are all my buddies. Yeah, because right. the preps were all rich, and I couldn't relate to them. They were all, like, preppy with their fucking sweater vests and shit. Yeah. Um, so, I didn't really relate to them. Um, they didn't bug me or anything, but I, we just didn't connect. So, I had a closer connection to all the Italians. We're a lot like Portuguese. They have the same similar, you know, culture and background. Sure. So, yeah. They all called me Ozzy because I was the only rocker... <laughs> In the bunch. So that was my name, Ozzy. Ozzy. All throughout high school. Ozzy. Everyone called me Ozzy, Oz. Um, and I used to, uh, I used to, <laughs> we had Walkmans, but they were very expensive. So I used to have a ghetto blaster. <laughs> really? I would take to school every day. I would take to school and I would blare Ozzy Osbourne and Kiss and all my, my Molly crew and all that shit. Hilarious. And I would just crank that all the time. I didn't quite have long hair because my dad wouldn't let me, but I was trying, so I had this stupid, dumb-looking fro <laughs> with something in between. And, uh, yeah, I had, I had somebody, I remember in college, the one year I took him to college, my one buddy, we're sitting at the pub, and uh, all of a sudden he just turns to me, I've been going to school with this guy for four years. He goes, uh, hey, Oz. I'm like, yeah. the fuck's your name? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was my high school. My prom. What so year did you graduate? Uh, 88. So I wasn't even born yet. I was born the next December. Yeah, class of 88. So me and a few of the Gino boys, they were all going stag because by choice. I was going stag because nobody wanted to fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I, but I, I kind of went like, yeah, we're going stag, yeah, <laughs> cool. And I'm like, if anybody, even the ugly chick said yes, I'd be like, please, <laughs> anybody. <laughs> and I don't know, we went, we drank, uh, we got really drunk. Where was it? Oh, fuck, I don't remember, some banquet hall. Yeah. I can't remember where. It was shitty. I don't know. I don't remember much of it. And no after party? No school. nothing? No, I had to be home. My parents were strict. <laughs> that I rough- left home at 21 years old, which is unheard of for an unmarried Portuguese guy to leave your home at any time before you're married. Yeah. I told because I came home on a Wednesday at midnight. And my mom started beating the shit out of me in the driveway because <laughs> I got home at, like, too late. <laughs> and I was one, two, one years old. And, and like, like, why are you coming home? And I'm like, I'm 21. Like, I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> How Did your brother stay at home until he got married? Uh, Almost, actually, yeah. So he's definitely... Yeah. The, yeah, he did, actually. He's definitely the golden child, and you're the... You're the <sighs> gypsy... No, nah, not anymore. I treat her nicer now, so than he does. So <laughs> I get more points. There you go. I love them both the same. No, you don't, mom. You love me more. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I know you got to say that, but you got to suck up in those final years to really make good good on the will. How else am I going to get a house? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might get a vehicle that's a little bigger that you can drive around in for fucking eighteen hundred miles. I'm thinking. I'm thinking Offering my mom uh, a, a couple thousand for her. She's got a, a, like a 1991 PT Cruiser. What? Really? But she never drives. She hasn't driven in like 10 years. Just sitting in the driveway. Well, it's just sitting in the driveway, and she always maintained it and shit, so I'm sure it's in better shape than my van. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, not, I'm thinking of approaching her and being like, listen, you're not driving anymore. We're using wheels trans, and she even got a fucking little scooter oh, yeah. thing. Just strong arm her and be like, Mom, take the keys. Chase me. You can't beat me in the driveway anymore. I'm faster, kind of. That's right. Payback, bitch. <laughs> yeah. That's funny, man. Yeah. That is good. All right. Yeah, high school was interesting. Did, did you enjoy high school? Because I loved it. I liked it more than grade school. I got the bully badly in grade school. Oh, did you really? Like. Yeah, I get. I mean, half my issues I have today stem from grades one to eight. I got bullied hard. What did they like? What were they coming after? What were the sticking points? Oh, I was a chubby kid. Yeah, and I didn't fight back. That's what I like. I look back and I'm like, I should have punched my cager in the face. Oh yeah, like that would have just ended it, right? Yeah. But back then, I didn't know. They oh, they were horrible. They would take me. We had like the tether pole. Yep. They would take me, grab one leg. And just fucking pull my nuts up against the fucking wall. That's funny now. Gas pedal. Yeah, exactly. That's hilarious. And then and then the fucking teacher would come out, and there was no this anti-bullying shit. It was no. like, you boys, you're all in trouble. And I'm like, I'm in trouble because I got my nuts crushed on a fucking bowl. Now, when did you, you learn? Bitch. When did you learn to like deter detractors with comedy? Because I think you must have. I did. I feel like anybody, everybody kind of does, yeah, but the funnier people... Seven, eight, I tried. Yeah. But there was a... We already had a class count, which pissed me off. Oh, yeah. There can't be we two. Used to call them, we used to call him Wigger before the term Wigger actually came out. What did you say? It had nothing... 
Wigger. Oh, with a w. okay. All right, just checking. <laughs> His name was uh, Robert Wagner. Oh, nice. And he was a black guy with throw, like a curly flow. So we always said it was a wig, so we just called him Wigger. <laughs> Had nothing to do with like acting black or anything like no, that. No, of course that not. No. But he was the class clown. So he already had that position at the class. So I was like, fuck. I'm like. I'm class right. fat guy. He was always funnier. And I was <laughs> like, fuck. So then in high school, I tried to be more of the class client and, and just do stupid shit for attention. Yeah. All the time. And then I hung out with the, the Genos who kind of like, they would poke fun at me, but not in the same way. And they kind of like, I was part of their gang kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I used to like, one of the things I used to do in high school, because it got me attention is I would dent the lockers with my head. <laughs> oh, Goldberg! So I would go to the locker, people would people like, hey, Ozzy, go, uh, go bang your head. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> just because I wanted to laugh and I wanted attention, and i just go up to the locker, and I'm like, fucking <laughs> huge dent. Every time. Mellow, mellow. <laughs> That's no, so Ozzy. At the time. Oh, sorry, Ozzy. It doesn't sound like Goldberg as much. I remember being in uh, elementary school. I think I, w I think Julian had come to our school at one point, but like I didn't know how to flirt. I was always into girls, but I didn't know how to flirt. But I just knew doing ridiculous things got their attention one way or the other. Like it's like a car accident. You'll just look, and as long as they were looking, I was happy. Right. And we made some bet in school. I don't know what it was. I want to say Julian put me up to it. Maybe he didn't. Maybe it was pre-Julian. But, like, I lived down the street from the school, pretty close. And my parents didn't get home till like, 4, and we got out at 3. And it's like, kind of like when Jackass was popular, and everybody was just doing their own dumb things. And it came up, I don't know how, but somebody was like, it would be fa funny if you put your face in dog shit. And I'm just like, immediately I'm like, Girls will watch that one way or the other. <laughs> right? That's exactly what girls like. Yeah. And I'm like, and I have a dog at home, so I can literally bring these girls I like to my house. And I remember, like, being on a high all day, and then we all, like, a fucking parade of us marched down the street, and I got, like, an hour before my parents come home, and we're in the backyard, and I literally remember, I could take you to the spot in the yard to this day, I'm on my knees, my hands on the ground right beside the shit. Everybody's on my deck, like, above me, looking down on me. And I'm just like, what the fuck did I get myself into? <laughs> and it was like... The need for performing began. Yeah, but it was like mid to late November. So, like, initially when I thought about it, I knew it was going to be gross, but I'm just thinking I have the visual of, like... Nutella spread all over my face. It's disgusting, but it is funny, right? So, since it's colder out, I start rubbing my face in it, but it's hard as a rock. So, it's, like, not even funny. It kind of just looks like I'm putting my face in the ground. And I remember I pull my face up, and nobody's really laughing. They're just like, oh, you don't see... So, I start aggressively, like you with the locker, banging my head into the dog shit, trying to get more remnants of it all over my face. And I just remember everybody left. I went inside and just like my mom be just like every day, how was your day? And I was just like, I think it was really good. Like I, I think I had a good day today. <laughs> yeah, I'd always try to do shit to just 
entertain people. Yeah. We had our drafting teacher. Oh, that poor guy. I almost, I almost made him kill himself. We <laughs> tortured that fucking guy. So picture drafting class, which is 18 Genos, me, and a lesbian. <laughs> All right? And so much shit happened in that class. We had this guy, Berto, who I recently reconnected on uh, Facebook, which is hilarious. Angelo Berto. Love that guy. Um, and he was like big, big, big guy. And he was kind of an oaf, but I think he was putting it on mm. a little bit. Like, he's dumber than he is. Like, yeah. You know, he's like that, that stereotypical moose character in every, like, yeah. movie and shit. Um, but, he, oh, fuck, he was hilarious, though. So one day, I guess they were fucking him about having a small dick. So, like, you have a small dick, Berto. You got a small dick. So he sits at his desk, he starts rubbing his cock. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, yeah, you think you have a small dick? And he fucking just clocks his fucking foot along <laughs> on the fucking desk. <laughs> oh, the poor drafting teacher can't do anything about it. Now, was it small? Because that would be hilarious. Huge. Oh, damn. <laughs> Called their bluff. And then, uh, one day, uh, the teacher's trying to teach us about, uh, electricity and lightning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because, uh, you know, lightning actually comes from the ground. There's one of the guy in the back, Vito, who goes, Get the fuck out of here, sir. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but, yeah, it actually comes from the ground. It's really fast. You don't see it, but it starts at the ground and goes up. He's like, no, fuck, it doesn't. He's like, yes, it does. Yeah. The hook on my fucking chimneys, all fucking bricks, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> he made the mistake of showing us a picture of his 17-year-old uh, daughter <laughs> to a group of fucking horny... Horny teenagers. 16, 17-year-old boys that didn't have any respect for him. No. Because we're, we're like, hey, hey sir, you got, a, you got a daughter? You got kids? Like, yeah, I have a daughter, 17. Oh, let's see what she looks like. And he's all like proud, bringing out his little wallet picture. <laughs> shows it. And we're all like, Melito, yo, Mr. Melito, we would to totally fuck your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky you didn't bring a gun to school the next day. Oh, my God. We were horrible to this guy. Man. Horrible. That shit is so funny. funny. I don't know. I, I heard someone somewhere because we didn't have internet. I don't know how we found out this stupid shit, but if you, uh, I've learned if you uh, take onions, put mm -hmm. them in a blender, and then just put them in a jar and let it sit for three weeks, it is the worst smelling smell <laughs> you will ever smell I bet. in your fucking life. I imagine that's what the inside of your van smelled like after your road trip. No, oh my God, you have no idea how bad <laughs> this smells. So I bring the jar to school, we go to drafting class. And I decided to open up the jar and just took a little teaspoon and put it on a paper. The entire building <laughs> evacuated. It smelled so bad. <laughs> Everybody in the building was like, what the fuck is that? They're all running. <laughs> Mass panic. One of my favorite high school accomplishments was like, to preface it, you know how I am with farting and shitting in front of my significant others, right? I like to yeah. dine in that area, so I like to keep it secret. I'm not an open farter. I never have been, will be. With my significant other. With my friends, I'll let them rip all day. Nothing funnier than shit and fart jokes. But I al I always keep that tunnel closed around the lady. And I remember once... So you know my ex-girlfriend, Taylor, the whore. Remember her? Is that the one I serenaded? Y yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, we were... All you, got, you got her now. I do. <laughs> you can probably. That is Daddy Issues Incorporated right there. So you got a shot. Huh? 
Bend it over. But I remember, uh, so I had that rule in high school. We'd been dating for a couple years, and we, like, our group of friends had our typical cafeteria table, right? And it was, our cafeteria was, uh, it was in front of, like, the stage where they do plays and stuff. So it was, there was an exit on both sides. It was a pretty long cafeteria, probably about the size of a, uh, of a basketball court, but just not shaped like that at all. And we ate at the right. one end, closest to the actual cafeteria where you'd go in to buy food. Everything else was just picnic tables and stuff. And I don't know what happened, but again, I think Julian was sitting with us. He definitely was. And Julian has always been an open farter and he has some rank ones, like some of the worst oh, yeah. ones Ever. That man just doesn't digest food properly. But I think he let one go, and it was rough. And I had one brewing in the chamber for, like, two classes beforehand. And everyone's just right. like, that's the worst I've ever smelled. And I just, I took a chance beside my girlfriend, and I let go of this fart. And it sounded like baloney on a ceiling fan that was slapping tile. It's just like, when you feel your ass reverberate for ten seconds... And it smelled so bad. So we all leave, right? My girlfriend's disgusted, but we all leave our end of the cafeteria. And we're just laughing, being friends, being boys. And we kind of walk through all the halls and we make it to the other end of the cafeteria where that door is. And people are like rioting outside. And at this point, like the joke's been over for like probably three minutes. And we're like, what's going on? And they're like, I don't know what happened in there, but it smells like something died. <laughs> and I just remember peeking through the window and this like cafeteria that holds no lie, like 500 kids is bone empty. And just like, do you remember how fucking Bender was when he let uh, the last scene of Breakfast Club when he just raises his fist in the air in defiance? Yeah. That's how I felt. I didn't give a shit that my girlfriend was beside me. I was like, this is what I want in my yearbook. Take my picture now. Put that in there. Most likely to evacuate the building <laughs> yeah. with his farts. <laughs> Too funny. Oh, I love it. I, lo I miss high school. I had a great time. I'm not one of those douches that go back, though, but I did have a fucking great time. I went back for a victory lap, but I'm not going back at the age of 30 to go flirt with the fucking teeny boppers. I would. I just don't want to get judged. I, um, I don't know, Kay. High school. I feel like uh, high school was, was different at your age, though. Probably. I like, don't know. Like, it was just, I feel like the bully mentality, it's still there, but I just feel like, like, I've seen enough 80s fucking teen dramas to kind of get a sense of what it was back then, and when I was in high school, it wasn't like that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, in high school, I, I didn't get, I got bullied a little bit here and there, but nothing like grade school. Yeah. I remember I got into a fight, and I became the bully, because you try to fit in. Yeah, of course. I was a few times. I remember. It and sucked, this but... poor guy, we, w we went for our first fight. We had a fight, because <laughs> he pissed me off in class, in drafting class. <laughs> we almost fought in front of uh, Mr. Bolito, and then we're like, all right, fine. So the whole after school, the whole the whole school is fucking following us. Ugh. And we get that, and this guy always like, and we made fun of him, because he was drawing Thundercats. <laughs> What a loser. In drafting. Right? And now we're like, that man was fucking talented. Yeah. He was drawing amazing Thundercats fucking drawings. Yeah, like, as your air guitar. So Chris Smart, poor guy. Sorry, Chris. Um, 
So anyway, so we go out, we go to the field or whatever. <laughs> he's like, I'm not a fighter. I have never really fought. But I'm a big guy. <laughs> and he's like acting like a oh, jiu-jitsu fucking karate guy, you know? He's got the stance and everything, and everyone's laughing at him, right? Because he looked like a loser back then when you did that. Yeah. It wasn't jiu-jitsu. It was, oh, he's going to use karate because he learned it in self-defense class. Rex Kwondo. Yeah, so he's like all like, you know, in the stance. And I just like grab him, sweep his legs, and just push him down to the ground, and I have his face in the ground. <laughs> and he's like, let me up, let me up. So I let him up like six times. <laughs> I never landed a punch on the guy, but I just kept letting him up. But man, I'm telling you, I'm not gonna lie, it felt good to be the one on top oh. for a change. Oh, I remember. As I feel. One of like my favorite stories was I used to grow up. I grew up beside this Portuguese kid called Enzo, and we hated each other for years. And uh, my brother had a couple of his friends over on the front lawn. And me and Enzo got in a fight, and I kicked his ass, and then I thought he went to go get his mom, so I ran into the house, and then I realized he didn't go up to get his mom, he just went, like, out of sight for a minute, and he came back, and he's still shit-talking me. So I'm all, I'm on high on adrenaline, and I remember we used to have a candy drawer, I reached into the candy drawer, came out, threw candy to my brother's friends, and then I beat the shit out of him again. And it was just like, again, another bender moment where I'm just like, can this moment never stop? Because this is the highest I've ever felt. Well, half the time we were all, everybody was all talk and no action. Oh, sure. Yeah. I remember, I remember grade seven, grade eight, I guess the movie, the warriors had just come out. Oh yeah. And so everything was about gag fighting. Everybody wanted to be in gags. We were going to have a rumble. That's what we called the rumbles. (laughs) So we had the, our crew, and then we had other people's crew, and all we would do is make weapons. <laughs> we never actually, no one ever actually showed up to fight, but we would come up with these creative weapons. So we take a window and we smash it. We put glue all over a baseball bat, and then and then cover it in, in uh, you know, because a baseball bat to the head is not enough. Yeah, yeah. You want to break a little skin. <laughs> you need, yeah. Uh, what else did we do? Oh, we take an aerosol can and we put a t- uh, tape a candle to it. Oh, it's a flamethrower! <laughs> flamethrower and shit. <laughs> we, like that fucking one guy had nunchucks that he didn't know how to use. Hilarious. <clears throat> the most insane shit. It's funny how you said though, like you were a bully at one time because you just had tried to fit in. Like I just remember, I don't know if I was a bully because I never stayed on anyone, but I just remember doing yeah, some. I mean, yeah, I've always had a, a very deep conscience, and if it wasn't my conscience, it was my mom that I was scared of. But, like, I was just always the guy that, like, I took pride in, like, whatever wild thing you want done or wanted to see, you could ask Kurt, and he'd do right. it, right? And I just remember, yeah, I like, like that. and I just remember, like, the one time the new girl in school came, Jacqueline, and, like, we were all, like, prepubescent teenagers, like, hair's growing in weird places for the first time. We don't know what we're doing. We're not shaving yet. And this girl had, like, um, she was she was naturally tanned, but she was blonde. So when her, like, peach fuzz came in above her lip, it came in, like, Hulk Hogan blonde, right? And it was very obvious. And uh, I just remember one time I'm with the guys, and they're like, yo, go tell Jacqueline she's got a mustache. And she's there. She's the new girl. 
in a group of all her friends, and I just bombarded through, and I was like, yo, Jacqueline, you're gonna shave that mustache? And just left. Like, I didn't even look for the reaction, and I cringe. To this day, I cringe thinking I did that. And she grew up to be, like, the hottest girl ever. Oh, it's always like that. Yeah, and it's just like... I was gonna say, have you ever looked looked up, like, people that you thought were ugly or you think oh. got made fun of? I pray yeah, people no do that way. about me, but they probably look at me and they're like, no, he's on track still. Well, he's a shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was this girl, a redhead, named uh, Mary Andrew Router. We used to call her Dog Router. She was hideous. <laughs> and she had the big, thick glasses. And I saw her in my 20s. Mm. And, like, drop-dead, supermodel gorgeous. Like, I was just like... I know, like, right? Good for you. Yep. And there was other chick that was, like, really fat, Nora... And then she lost all this weight. She got really hot. I'm like, I should have banged her when she was fat. No self esteem. <laughs> the first lesbian I ever met, her name was Blair. I met her in high school, and she was a, a chubby girl. But I always thought she was super good looking. And but since nobody else did, I never voiced my opinion. But to this okay. day, I still look at her, and I'm like, you're a very attractive girl. Like you, whatever it is. I was talking to this about like at, um, with my buddy the other day. My, uh, that same Mike guy that uh, I've known for like. 30 years, 40 years. Uh, and we were saying, like, isn't it amazing how high our standards were if we weren't getting women? Yeah. <laughs> like, and now, now you look at them and like, she's cute. Like, yeah. She's not like the hottest chick on the planet, but she's she's pretty. She's a good-looking girl. That We're like, no. <laughs> I think it must come down to, like, because I know I'm not great-looking. So if I'm a six, if I get a seven... I'm I'm overachieving, well. right? Like so, right. but also I should be getting four, fives, and six, right? Like that's my standard. Because yeah, I look. I think most people are attractive. Honestly, I can find some kind of attractiveness. Yeah, yeah. To people. I, know, I know what you mean. But yeah, I, know it's just, what you mean. I would just be like such a dickhead at times, and I look back and like it's almost to the point I. I want to reach out and apologize to those people, but it's not even for them because they've probably forgotten. It's for me, and then I just bring back up this memory. Like, hey, Jack, remember that time I bullied you in front of all your friends on your first day? I'm sorry about that. And then that memory respawns in her mind. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, no, us bullies remember. No, <laughs> yeah, I bet. I still remember my cager. If I ever find my cager. And I always think, like, he probably's like, whatever, he's a father and probably has, you know, kids and the whole bit. Sure. And back on with his life and it's not affected him all. And he has no idea how much his bullying affected my entire life. Oh. And he'd probably be mortified right now. Yeah, like, absolutely. You know what I mean? But, I, but it's, like, it's amazing to me how, like, yeah, when your kids are cruel. I pray. Like, I, uh, I I really do pray I didn't do that to somebody. But just looking back, like, to this day, I say offhanded jokes all the time. They're meant as a jokes, but I get not everybody takes them that way. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like, I've always been that fucking asshole that just likes inappropriate humor, and I'm sure I've hurt more feelings than I than I fucking have realized. I hope not. Yeah. I, I say this before, too. Like, I'll say the most offensive shit, but if someone's truly offended by something I say, yeah. I'm mortified. I'm like, oh my God, like, that's not what I meant to do. Like, Yeah, mort mortified's the word, too, because it's, yeah, that... I just tried to make you laugh. I tried to do the exact opposite. Yeah. Right? Like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, can I, I insult you? Mind you, I've had some people, co-workers, where they're able to dish it out, but they can't fucking take it. Nothing's worse. Oh, 
drives me nuts. I'm like, we no more jokes for you. Go fucking joke Nazi. I'm like, nothing. Sometimes. Nope. That's it. Nothing funny. Sometimes I like, I take a little pride in like, if we're going, if we're doing a back and forth, always having like a good rebuttal or something. Like if we're, if we're making fun of each other, like always having something ready. And then, right. and I, in my head, I'm doing it like, oh, it's just like, I'm keeping, I just want to like prove that like, I can keep up and I can be I'm funny. Witty. Yeah. And I'm witty. And then there's many times where I'm just like, maybe I should just not have the last word and let people realize like, I can take it as well because maybe I even need to realize that. Right. Right. You know, like, cause I dish yeah. it out a lot. It's not a matter of not wanting to take it. It's just a matter of like. I got a funny thought that I want to get in. That's it, yeah. I want to be, I want to say this one-liner, I want to be funny right now, but it comes off as, this guy can really make fun of a lot of people, but as soon as it comes back to him, fucking, he just becomes an asshole, and I hope yeah. that's not what it is. Yeah, you, you were saying about, like, you know, using, being funny, and when did I start using funny? It kind of started in high school a bit, but it was more of, like, doing the stupid shit for attention. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, then in my 20s, I was always pretty quick, yeah. quicker than I am now even, but I was always real quick with a, something back or taking an entendre or turning something around, and people were like, oh, that, yeah, you're really funny, and I remember like I couldn't get dates, I couldn't, nobody wanted to date me, because I didn't have any confidence, number one, yeah. and I didn't talk to anybody <laughs> either, and uh, so we're going to the bar one night, and I'm drunk, and I'm like 21 or something like that, and I'm depressed, I'm like, I'm never going to find anybody never going to date anybody, isn't that, you know, I lost my fraternity once, but then just some ugly chick, but <laughs> that's it, since then, nothing's happened, and I'm like, they're like, women like funny guys, that's all they kept telling me, right, women yeah. love funny guys, oh, I'm drunk out of my mind, I go to the bar, and I'm even more drunk now, and the whole night, I just go up to hot chicks, and I'm like, you want to fuck, I'm funny, <laughs> <laughs> not quite what they meant. They're like, come on, I'm funny, let's fuck. <laughs> Did not work. No, I can all. imagine. <laughs> no woman jumped on that and be like, oh yeah, stick it in my ass and tell me knock-knock jokes, baby. <laughs> Isn't it funny, though? And this is going to sound backhanded, and I don't mean it to be. It's just funny. I mean it more just how life plays out. Like, in that moment when you were, like, all upset, oh, I'll never get a date, I'll never be with anyone, and then you flash forward to where you are now, and you're like, no, I've had plenty of dates, I'm twice divorced, that means I'm twice married. Like, life just is, life's... Dude, it's been three years, almost to the day. Like, it was, like, May 15th, we got separated. Yeah. And in his last three years, I've, like, tripled my numbers. Right? I hadn't been with a lot of... And at first, there was a lot of, like, low standards. Mm -hmm. And this last year, I'm like, oh, I was supposed to, that chick was hot. And she wanted me. Yep. Like, that, that chick was hot. Like, you know, and it's like, huh, maybe. So, yeah, it's kind of, uh, I'm, I'm, it's kind of interesting how my confidence has changed now. And I think there's a lot of, like, I used to hate rejection or fear that rejection. It's terrifying. Now I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? You don't want to fuck me? You don't want to fuck me. I've been used to that for 30 years. Why am I, like... Yeah. That's such a deadly ability that, like... Yeah, but, I mean, it used to terrify me. Yeah. That's why I could talk, I could be social, I could be funny with anybody. The minute there was, like, a romantic feeling or I was attracted to someone... Clammed up. I'd clam up. Yeah. I couldn't say anything. I, 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 I don't want to say the wrong thing. And even now, like, I'm pretty good on 
texting, but like in person, I'm still not quite oh, yeah. as uh, as for trying. Oh. So much so that I'll have someone on my couch and we'll like be on a date where they're like, uh, and I have to literally like, so can I kiss you now? Or like, I don't know how this works. Yeah. It <laughs> seems to be my move. If there's ever a highlight reel of all my first moves, it would be the cringiest thing ever. Like, I look back at this one girl. She's over at my house on a Thursday night. My parents aren't home. It's like three in the morning. I work, okay? I work. I got to be up at like seven in the morning. We're cuddling on the couch. My hands are like dripping. They're sweating. And she's rubbing them, rubbing my arms, rubbing my inner thighs for like hours, like trying to get the deal done. And then right when I, like, I want to go to bed. So I go, can I kiss you goodnight? And she goes, oh, am I leaving? And I go, yeah, I have to go to bed. And this isn't that long ago. It wasn't with Rostam, but, like, just looking back, she just wanted to. that, like, replays in your head, like, the fuck was I thinking? Like, I remember we hung out before. She was a cheerleader. So I went to cheer practice, like an open gym. Right? It was a Thursday night and they do like open gym. Me and Alex went. And uh, so we're just flipping around on the mats doing wrestling shit. We're like flirting at this point. I'm like, I don't even know if she likes me, but I'm, I'm in love with her. And then as we're leaving, I think Alex drove. I probably didn't have my license at the time. And I was like, we should hang out sometime to the girl. And she's like, yeah, what are you doing later on tonight? And it's already like nine o'clock. I was like, ah, oh, nothing. I'm just going home to sleep. She's just like, all right, well, give me a shout then. And I remember getting in my house and be like, all right, I'll just send it. She, she's expecting a text message. So like this one, I don't feel bad about. I'm like, hey, what's going on? She's like, nothing. You still want to hang out? And I was just like, okay. Like, oh, <laughs> like, but like looking back, she was ready to get filled the second she walked in the house. <laughs> I made her wait like eight hours and I still didn't do it. Oh, uh-huh. I'm the worst. I have the worst. You literally have to be like, it's okay to bang yeah. me now. <laughs> and I'm still going, are you sure? Yeah. Like, I've seen me. I know. I've seen you. <laughs> I know. Like, sometimes I, I feel like I talk, I talk a big game sometimes accidentally. I feel like just having a podcast, I talk so much. I think I uh, embellish a little too much. Looking back, I am the worst, like... <laughs> Cringiest uh, human being of all time. For me, I cannot for me. I am horrible. My, so, the way I met my first wife, we all went camping. A bunch of friends of mine, and a friend of a uh, of mine brought, who would later be on uh, my wife, Cheryl. And I'm just being my goofy self because I wasn't like looking to impress yep. really anybody. Well, I wasn't really like in that like, oh my god, I'm attracted to her. Don't say something. And stupid. that's when you're at your so, most deadly. So I'm just like, oh, I got the guitar out, I'm writing songs about people, I'm just, you know, being my goofy self that I am. And my friend Sue goes, you got like three fucking women here that are like in the palm of your hand, you know that. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> like what are you saying? Like, no. And then she's like, you've been sitting with Cheryl, she's been rubbing your back for an hour and a half. <laughs> They're like, so? <laughs> Don't mean anything. I mean, I picked the wrong girl clearly that night. <laughs> no, it, but uh, it, it is so funny. And then even recently, uh, the squirter girl that I talked about. <laughs> yeah, the infamous so, squirter. So I've been trying to like get with her for a while. We're texting back and forth. We're kind of flirting via text for a while. 
and uh, nothing's happening. And then uh, it was right after I did my first comedy show. I sent her the video. The next morning, she sends me like these sexy pictures, and I'm like, "Wow, maybe women do like funny." <laughs> that was weird. <clears throat> so I finally agree. She agrees to have me over. I'm like, oh, "I'll pick up some wine. I'll come over. We'll hang out." You know. So I pick up some wine. It's probably like I get there probably nine o'clock. We have some wine. I didn't. Uh, I don't. I didn't smoke pot, mm-hmm. but she was smoking some pot. So because I wanted pussy, that was like the first time I kind of tried pot again yeah. after like literally twenty years of not doing it because I was against it. But I was trying to get pussy, so I'm like, all right, I took a couple <laughs> of hits, right? No rules when you're trying to get laid, right? All your morals. We're, we're on the couch. We're like close, and she's just showing me pictures on her phone, <laughs> and I've got my hand on her back. She's got her hand like on my leg. And I'm just like, oh, I remember when she shared the pipe with me. Yeah. She went to wipe it, and she goes, uh, oh, I better wipe it. We haven't started making out yet. <laughs> like, literally, that's what she said to me. Two hours later, I still didn't make a move. <laughs> that's how bad it. She said, we haven't started making out yet. Yes. <laughs> she said that. And it took another two hours, and she showed me pictures and videos, and I'm just like, just kiss her, like, just fucking make the move. Like, it's like, nah, 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 she just, she, she's just being nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're just friends. So two hours go by, and I finally go, remember, like, I thought it was like Chris Farley, I'm like, remember when you said we were kissing yet? <laughs> and she's like, well, you haven't made a move, and I'm like, Fuck, I thought that was my move. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, shit, I still gotta make another move? Four, it was four hours after I got there. Oh my god. Where we finally started making out. Once I'm making out, I'm like, alright, okay, we're good. Yeah, making out is crossing the line. Oh my god. And I'm like, I'm an idiot. Yeah. It's so funny. Hey, the 19-year-old, I kept going, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking around, I'm like, like I said, she was hot. Like, she was like probably the hottest chick I've been with. Humor is the like, weapon, are you though. Sure? Like, I, you're not gonna rob me, are you? Like, <laughs> I'm just like, something not right. Like, there's no way you want to have sex with me. Humor, you're you're right though. Humor is the weapon. Like to this day, I think I bore Ross sometimes. I'm like, I'll, I'll just be like, what do you see in me? Like, fucking. I'm not romantic. I'm not nothing special. I'm an asshole on my best days. But like days when we hang out and she's kind of hanging around and we get into our raunchy humor and I even you use her as the punchline. I see that little twinkle in her eye and I'm just like, there it is. There it is. She she's for it. She just loves the Well laughter laughter does release endorphins. Oh yeah. It's it's science. It does release like chemicals in your brain. And if you're hanging out with somebody, good for you. If you're hanging out with somebody who makes you laugh all the time, like much like you, you make me laugh all the time. Like I said, you don't have to. That's why I love hanging out with you. Yeah. I'm like, I always know we're gonna have a fucking blast and we're gonna laugh our ass off, whether we're high or not. Yeah. <laughs> and we never do anything though. Yeah. It's just us hanging out. But yeah, you, if Dude, I, I think of Mello, I laugh. Mello and Paige, do you remember how Mello and Paige started? <laughs> it was just us hanging out, yep. being goofy, and we're like, we filmed this. That's all it is. And we started filming shit. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting there. It's yeah. getting there. The confidence. Oh, yeah. It's getting... And right. I'm like, 
and I've gotten like I gained like 20 pounds during this quarantine. I'm like, there's no fucking way anybody wants this. <laughs> but see, the thing is, everyone's gotten fat over quarantine, so everyone's on the same level That's right true. now. That's true. That's true. Everyone's self body image is low. I've been chasing for two years. She's the one I did a whole friend zone comedy bit about. Oh yeah, I literally was chatting with her about it because she friend zoned me within seconds, and I'm like, my God, you're like the duck cleaning telemarketing guys, blah blah blah. And, I keep... and then after I talked to her after two hours of just typing back and forth and joking with her, I'm like, I think I just wrote a ten minute bit on friend zone <laughs> with you, and I literally all I had to do was copy and paste what I said into my comedy notes and tweak it around, and I did a whole ten minutes. I just released them all on TikTok the other day. And uh, she was like, I could be a great wingman. I'm like, no, you can't. I walk into a room with you. You're hot. Everyone's going to assume that, I, that I'm banging you. So now you're cock blocking me. If I go to talk to the girl at the <laughs> bar, I'm the asshole because I left my girlfriend at the table and I'm hitting on some other chick. <laughs> you can't be good. a good wingman if you're hot. <laughs> Girls are sometimes the best wingman, though. Except any, any, woman I, any woman I've met that acts like the wingman, though, I always assume... Big Bulldike. Yeah, like my good friend. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> She's a dyke. That's it. I even talk about that in the in the set. And I'm like, you know, I, I say all this, but my best friend is uh, is a woman. And I'm like, but she's a lesbian, so it doesn't really count, you know, like. <laughs> But she still cock blocks me. Anytime I introduce her to anybody, I'm like, this is my friend Allie. She's a lesbian. She's not. We're not. Yeah. She's a lesbian. Likes the vagina. Just Always like has been, too. Didn't change her. Nothing like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. And I'm like, she always gets mad when I do that, but she won't wear the fucking button I wear. I gave her. <laughs> All right. Let's do the dad jokes. Dad jokes? You got yours ready? I got a bunch. I purposely didn't take an edible because I didn't want to be even more giggly than I naturally am. <laughs> All right. Okay, but I'm sure everybody knows what it is. We've done it on the podcast before. Me and Mello both have our own separate uh, dad jokes that we found on the internet. <laughs> we're we're seeing each other. We're video chatting right now, but I'm sure you're, you're going to be able to hear us because we don't have non-annoying laughs. At this point of the podcast, you're probably driving yourself insane listening to us cackle nonstop, but... We're gonna say a joke, and then if the other guy laughs, it's a point for uh, me. If I laugh, it's a point for Mello. Oh, we're doing points. I didn't know we we're doing points. Yeah, there's no winner. Like there, there will be a winner, but there's no prize. But I uh, loser has to st- stuff their face in a uh, frozen dog shit. <laughs> no, that's your that's your territory. That's now. right. I've ar- I'm already the biggest loser. I had that forced when I was bullied in grade seven, so I'm good. <laughs> They took dog shit and put it in my alligator shoes. <laughs> Is that my true? Mom would, would, yes, that's true. <laughs> and my mom would dress me. So my mom would make my clothes. So she would take these checkered fucking fabric and make these checkered pants and make me go to school while all the other kids are in jeans and shit. You look, you look like a racing And then straight. the big thing in grade eight was Kodiak boots. Everybody had to wear Kodiak boots. Oh, yeah. We all had to wear steel toe boots. Because that's what you want. 14 year olds with steel toe boots. It makes sense. <laughs> Well, my mom could, was like, I'm not paying for Cody. Those are expensive boots. Here, these are good boots. So I have the off-brand, like, cheap boots. <laughs> Got my ass kicked for that. You these are Kodiaks. These are pandas. With Kodiak boots. <laughs> All right. Are you going to start this or am I going to start this? Uh, why don't you start? You want me to start? Yeah. Uh, let's see. 
wait, 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 wait a minute. I gotta get a giggle. Wait, out. I had a good one. Where'd it go? Oh, there it is. <laughs> Let me just get a giggle out quick, cause it's like right there. It's on the tip of my tongue already. Oh, oh, I see. All right. I'm fucked. Uh, I love my furniture. My recliner and I go way back. <laughs> that was a pity laugh. That counts. It does count. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Um, I'd like to start with a chimney joke. I've got a stack of them, but the first one is on the house. <laughs> They're all pity laughs. Let's face it. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know what? 6.30 is my favorite time of the day. Hands down. Yeah. Aww. Uh, you fought that one. You fought that one hard. Oh, okay. I hate Russian dolls. They're so full of themselves. <laughs> Why did I laugh at that? Why did I laugh at that? It was horrible. Uh, if a child doesn't want to take a nap, are they guilty of resisting arrest? Come on, that's good. That's good. Ah! Yeah, you got me at the end, but it wasn't the joke. All right. <laughs> Two artists had an art contest. It ended in a draw. I'm laughing. There's a question for you. What weighs more, a gallon of water or a gallon of butane? It's the water. Butane is lighter fluid. <laughs> That was good. <laughs> Shit. I thought the joke ended and it went right over my head. I was like, I can make it through this one, no problem. Uh, what are Shark's two most favorite words? What? Man overboard! No. <laughs> Shit. No. <laughs> I mean, I was going to tell you a time-traveling joke, but you guys didn't like it. Very good. Very <laughs> You're good. fighting it. You're fighting it. Very good. What kind of exercise do lazy people do? Diddly squats. That's really bad. All right, all right, we're fine. Okay. How do you weigh a millennial? I don't know. In Instagrams. No, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that one. I told my girlfriend she she drew her eyebrows too high. She seemed surprised. <laughs> it wasn't that funny, but it's a laugh. All right. This is my favorite 
joke. I'm not reading this one. This is my favorite dad joke ever. And I think I've told it before, so you made all laugh. Remember, no matter how hard, how far you push the envelope, it'll always be stationary. I'm not laughing due to that one. That's clever. It, That's it, a good one. It's just stationary isn't in the verbiage anymore for me to pull it up quickly and realize. You know, your stationary kit, where you write your thank you notes every time you eat ass. <laughs> not lately. Okay, let's reset here. Two goldfish are in a tank. One looks at the other one and says, do you know how to drive this thing? All right, all right. I hate jokes about German sausages. They're the worst. <laughs> Fuck, I knew it. Before, as soon as you said sausage, I knew it. Fuck. Shit. All right. What do Alexander the Great and Winnie the Pooh have in common? Same middle name. Okay. Moving forward. Why does Snoop Dogg always carry an umbrella? Full drizzle. <laughs> that was a laugh based on delivery and not the joke. Hey, delivery counts. Fuck. All right. This graveyard looks overcrowded. People must be dying to get in here. Yeah, just because you have funeral business in your family history doesn't make money. All right, I only got one left, so you're in the lead. Well, I got tons, but I'm on the internet. Was that your joke? I love elevator jokes. Elevator jokes are so good. They work on so many levels. No, I'm not going to. That's not even a dad joke. That's like a great-granddad joke. Okay, I need this one to tie it up. All right, let me just... I, I saved this one for last. Oh, shit. I just can't butcher it. What did the pirate say when he turned 80 years old? What? I, matey. <laughs> Your laugh got me more than the joke. <laughs> I hacked into uh, I hacked into Forrest uh, Gump's uh, Facebook. <laughs> you know what his password was one Forrest one. I was on the same site as you. <laughs> All right, move on to our next site. Let's see. You win five to four. I got to put my face in dog shit again. <laughs> my God, I'm sweating. What do you call an elephant that doesn't matter? I read... Are you irrelevant? Fuck, I read this one earlier today. I went through so many. Because some of them are just so bad. You know, like, why did the Scarecrow win an award? Because uh, he was good he was in, his field. in his field. It's in his jeans. Or something like that. 
How does a penguin build its house? He glues it. It glues together. Yeah. These are terrible. I wish I just watched a program about beavers. It was the best damn program I've ever seen. I wish most of the people that wrote these jokes died in the van when they were sleeping. (laughs) What do you call a fake noodle? An impasta. Oh, fuck. Why didn't you use these? Did I get the laugh out or what? Because these aren't even cracking me now. Maybe. Christ. You know the game's over now. Yeah, that's what it is. The pressure's off. You were trying not to... to... But I, I can't believe you didn't cr- You didn't laugh at... I, matey. <laughs> I love at you laughing at it. Okay, so I got super high last night, and we were watching the horror movies again. And I died at this one scene, and Ross thinks it's because I was high. But looking back, I was definitely high, but I think this would have cracked me regardless. So let me just... Kind of paint the picture. And I wasn't laughing because it was a joke. It was meant to be a joke, but it didn't work. But it was left in there to be a joke. And, like, I just don't know what happened. Okay. So, the whole premise is this cop gets killed and he gets reanimated, brought back to life. So, he's a zombie. And he looks totally fine, right? But he only looks totally fine for about 11 or 12 hours, and then his skin starts decaying, right? He starts showing signs of being dead. So he realizes, in the early stages of decaying, his lips go, like, bright white. So they stop and they get lipstick, red lipstick, and he paints his lips red to give to make it look like he he's not fucking dead. But he's obviously wearing, like... Krusty the Clown fucking paint on his lips now. And he sees this girl, and the the girl goes, what did you do to your face? Obviously, meaning, what did you do to your lips? And this guy, who is totally clean-shaven, nice skin, goes, I cut myself shaving. And I just died laughing. Because it doesn't fucking make sense. And it was left in the movie. And I, like I was like falling over and I couldn't catch my breath. She's like, "You're high, you're high." I was like, uh, "Granted, I am fucking high, but I can't like." Yeah, I would chuckle, but I don't know if it's fall on the ground laugh. But it's not even a good. Like, I wasn't laughing at the joke. I was laughing that this was greenlit. It's not like he's got like Kleenex on his face or like any any hair at all. He's totally clean shaven. Cut myself shaving. He's wearing lipstick. <laughs> Your confusion is funny. I, I Did you just... know I used to work as a uh, as a can crusher? Oh, Christ. No, I, I did. I worked as a can crusher, but I had to quit because it was so depressing. You fucking asshole. You should put this shit in your act. Get rid of your small dick and gay jokes and put your fucking soda hey, can crushing. Small dick and gay jokes, make sure I don't get laid at comedy shows. <laughs> Yeah, girls love the funny guy until all you talk about is your small fucking dick all the right. time. Although the grower of Not A Shower has worked out uh, pretty good for me uh, to, to send on uh, predates. Well, that, yeah, that gives them hope. Like, False well, you don't want them to be like, what the fuck? Be like, just give me a second and it'll be fine, yeah. all right? Like, you don't want to have that conversation in person. Yeah, let me just jack it in the corner for a few hours. No, I don't even need that. I don't know, man. Touch my balls. We're good. I'm a ball guy, too. Like, I don't want you touching them, but the more you can touch them, 
you can reach around. Uh, my balls, you know. If you can reach around and horseshoe your arm to grab my balls, I want you to beat. Ladies, lick balls. I want you to beat my balls like a speed bag in a boxing gym. No, no, no! You got to be gentle with my balls. No. My balls are sensitive. No, my you know, one ball is. Too many balls. I've. Re- <laughs> <laughs> I've really. It was so bad when Dana got pregnant. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, it actually does work. Okay, I didn't. I don't have permanent damage. I literally, that was always a thought in the back of my head. Maybe if you were older and had hit puberty and they did it, it could have been bad. I don't know. I was a pretty horny fourteen-year-old. Yeah, but you're not even. Pre- yeah, that's first, true. First time I came, I'm like, oh my god, does Dad know about this shit? <laughs> Let's get him in here. Taste I, mean, I, thought I, I thought I broke the fucking thing at first. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. Yeah, I, I still remember the wave of shame that waved o- that came over me after the first time I did it. I felt like no, a Catholic really boy. Shame. It was like, that felt good, but is this supposed to happen? I wasn't worried, because you always have the come, come down, right? You finish, and then reality hits you, and all I could start, all I thought about when I was finished was my mom. That really takes you out of the mood when you're fucking your bathtub when you're fucking nine years old. That's weird. That's what I was thinking of when yeah, I was turned up the first time, too. Son of a bitch. What do the ocean, ocean say to the sailboat? Uh, eat Nothing, my ass. just waved. Uh, you fucking asshole. I'm tired. I'm going to bed. Mello, this has been one of my favorite podcasts I've done in a long time. This was good. Mine are always favorite. I'm a little classic. I'm the best guest you've ever had. I agree. Out of all the guests I've had, which is basically my four friends coming on repeatedly, <laughs> you're in the top five. I'll give you that. All right, Mel, you got anything you want to plug? What? You want to hear a joke about paper? Yeah. Never mind, it's terrible. You fucking asshole. <laughs> um, I plug uh, Mel Comedy on Instagram. You got a show on Monday, Mellow right? Oh, no, I'm not too old for TikTok. TikTarded. I've got one video on there with 35,000 views. Do you really? Which one? Well, one that I'm duetting with a hot chick, and I think people think that oh. I'm the hot chick, so they follow me. Classic move. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. I don't care. You got a show on Monday, though, right? On uh, Zoom? Yeah. I'd love to tell you how to get it. <laughs> but I have no idea how he's doing it. All right, so add Mello to all the yeah, social yeah. media. And then on Monday, if you're lucky. Social, social, social media. I'm having a stroke. Don't worry. How many apples grow on a tree? Go fuck yourself. All of them, you idiot. Yeah, oh, fuck. That one's just insulting. It's not even a joke. It just makes fun of your intelligence. All right, Mello, I'm going. And I'm not going to bed. I'm playing Call of Duty. Did you hear about the restaurant on the moon? Mello, I'm Free gonna food, no atmosphere. I'm gonna turn this off if you keep it up. Did you hear about the cheese factory that blew up in France? There was nothing left but debris. <laughs> That's good. That was good. Alright, we'll leave it on that. Alright, we'll end on that one. That was we'll good. Alright guys. Take care, comb your hair, peace in the middle middle east, and peace out, Nate!